Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Welcome to episode three in this eight-part series on doubles strategy. Today, we're going to talk about how to use position to win in doubles. And I think this is probably uh, one of the most important ones so far or of the um, of all eight that we're going to cover. So the first episode was time, uh, the second movement. Today, we're going to talk about position, then pace, spin, height, depth, and direction. Um And one of the reasons I think position is so important is because, especially as we get older, club level, adult tennis players, we can't move quite as quickly. So movement is going to start to apply a little bit less, and position is going to become even more and more important. So we may not be able to poach super quickly out of the regular formation, but if we do want the opponent to return down the line or we want to cover the middle as the net player, then we might use our position um, through the Australian formation or the I formation. So we're going to dive into all of that, um, and I'm going to show you exactly where to stand um, when you're serving, when you're the server's partner, uh, returning, returner's partner, and even during a rally, um, including at the net. So we're going to dive into all that. uh, Before I do get to that, we are... um, Less than a week away from um, the launch of the new ebook. Um, I promise it's going to be done in the next week. Uh, it is all about net play strategy. At this point, it is 59 pages long. I think it's going to end up being uh, probably close to 70 once I get all of these uh, pictures and podcasts and links to videos added. Um, but it is about um, it is all about net play in doubles. So. We're talking about uh, offensive volleys versus defensive volleys, um, how to position yourself on the court, uh, how to move around the court, including uh, how to poach, when to poach, um, pinching, faking, uh, the few times you should be covering the alley, um, where to hit your volleys in certain situations. Uh, And then I also cover some of my favorite drills that have helped me improve my volleys over the last couple of years. So um, there's a lot there, um, but keep an eye on your inbox and you can learn more about the ebook and purchase once it is available, which should be uh, the next week or so. So let's dive into this episode today, um, how to use position to win in doubles. Uh, So position, obviously it's different than movement. So movement is you know, if we're going to start in regular formation and poach, the poach is a movement. Um, where we start is our position. So, um, like I said earlier, as we get older, um, 
I don't know about you, but I, I've definitely lost a step or two over the last five years, uh, and I'm probably continuing to um, become a little bit slower and not as quick as I used to be. So I'm thinking more and more about positioning uh, on the devil's court. Um, so I think this is a super, super important lesson. So we're going to start with serving. Um, regular formation. We're going to start with the net player here. So in regular formation, I want you in the middle of the box. So look to your left, look to your right. You should be equidistant between the center service line and the singles line. Um, so dead center of the box. Uh, as far as the, your position in terms of depth, um, this can vary a little bit. I, I like to start in the middle of the service box. Um, so equidistant from the net and the service line. Uh, and then I like to start to move forward as the serve crosses the net or as my partner is hitting their ground stroke, whatever it may be. Um, a lot of players like to stand even closer than that. So the furthest back I want you to stand is uh, that center of the service box, so equidistant from the net um, and the service line. Uh, you can stand closer than that, um, and this just kind of depends on your preferences. So a lot of players have really good quick reaction volleys. Um, other players like myself like to step back a little bit and get some forward momentum to kind of go to the ball as it crosses the net. So that's more of a preference thing. Um, I'm okay with either, but I don't want you standing too far back. I'd rather you stand uh, too close than too far back, especially um, when we're talking about serving. And we'll get to returns in a second. Uh, so what about eye formation? So if you're going to use eye formation, a lot of players will take a knee or, or squat down low. Um, you want to have one of your feet um, typically touching the uh, the center service line. So if we're in the deuce court, what I'm going to do is have my right foot, um, usually my right heel will uh, be kind of on the center service line as I kind of lower into the squat. Um, in the ad court, it's usually my left heel. So I'm, I'm slightly closer to uh, regular than I am to Australian formation, uh, but this can vary a little bit. Um, if you're not super quick, um, or if you just want to kind of pop straight up and not have to shift to your left or right, um, then you can adjust that a little bit. You, but you want to be, in general, within a step of that uh, center service line. And then as far as depth goes, um, in terms of position out of the eye formation, uh, usually you want to be a little bit closer to the net than you would in regular. So um, if you are like me in regular formation and like to start a little further back, um, and then kind of move forward as the serve com comes across the net. Uh, in eye formation, you want to be a little closer. Uh, and the reason for that is you're going to have a little more time to react anyways because um, that ball isn't going to be going down the line at you. It's going to be coming cross court at you, um, assuming that you're, you're, uh, the server is going to be covering the line there. Uh, so you have more time to react anyways, uh, but there's also more time for that ball to kind of drop um, and get low. So if you're too far back, it's going to be easier for the returner to get it at your feet in the eye formation. Um, and same for Australian. So you don't want to be too far back uh, in that situation. So step in a little bit uh, closer to the net than you are to the service line. For Australian formation, uh, the biggest mistake I see is players um, at the net standing in the same position they would if it were regular formation. So they're standing right in the middle of the box. And I actually want you 
a little bit closer to that center service line than you are to the singles line. Um, so you're a little closer to the middle. And the reason for that is the cross court angle return is a very, very low percentage return. If they beat you there two or three times without missing, uh, you can go ahead and adjust, but that almost never happens. Um, it's, it's certainly never happened to me more than uh, once or twice throughout a match. Um, so instead, I want you out of the Australian formation to cover any returns that come over that center net strap area. I want you to uh, put pressure on them to force that down the line return. And they need to know that it's going to have to be a very good down the line return somewhere around that singles line area. So I would rather you cover that middle net strap area, give up a little bit more of the cross court angle return. And then again, stand a little closer uh, to the net than you are to the service line. Um, typically, teams will run Australian formation uh, in the ad court if you have two right-handed players because then you're getting your forehand volley in the middle. You're getting a forehand ground stroke from uh, or for the server as well. Um, so that's a great uh, tactic that you can use while serving. So those are all the positions for the server's partner. Uh, for the server... When you're serving in regular formation, uh, you can adjust your position a little bit. So uh, a lot of players like to serve from a little bit wider, uh, especially in the deuce court if you're right-handed, to open up that wide uh, slice serve, which is great if that works for you. Um, I do not want you adjusting it too much so that your first serve percentage is affected. So if you stand way out wide and you can't make the first serve very often, then it's not going to be very effective overall because then you're giving them a lot of second serve looks. So just make sure you're not um, sacrificing your first serve percentage um, just so that you can kind of move along the baseline. But assuming that that um, first serve percentage holds, you can adjust your position. So if you're standing a little bit closer to the center, obviously the serve is going to get to the returner a little bit faster. So they're going to have less time to react. Um, so that's where you want to stand uh, for eye formation so that you can kind of cover that line if you're um, going to be doing that. Uh, and same for Australian. You want to stand much, much closer to that center um, than you would uh, in regular formation. Uh, in regular formation, like I said, you can adjust it a little bit more. So on the deuce side, I actually like to stand pretty close to the center so that I can um, hit that T-serve a little bit easier. Uh, but sometimes I will stand a little bit further um, out wide, uh, closer to the singles line. I've even seen um, players, even at the pro level, stand all the way um, behind the doubles alley uh, to try to get that wide serve in the deuce court or a kick serve um, on the ad side. So you can adjust this to see if it throws the opponent off. Um, but in regular, uh, that's when you want to be adjusting it. In I formation in Australian, you want to be really close to that, uh, that center line within a step or two. Um, so next, let's talk about your position when you're on the return team. So we'll start with regular formation, uh, and we're going to start with the returner's partner because that's the area you want to adjust the most. Um, so with regular return formation against a first serve, uh, typically the best spot to start is on or slightly behind the service line. And you want to be um, about equidistant from that center service line and the singles line. So 
um, kind of take the middle of the service box and then step back to the service line or maybe a step behind it. Uh, and this is going to depend on uh, the um, the pace and the uh, the strength of the server, as well as your partner's ability to return, and in particular, their ability to get it past the opposing net player. So um, if they're running I formation or if the opposing net player is really aggressive, for example, you might need to step a little bit further back. Um, sometimes players will play two back on first serves, um, which can be a good idea. But in general, you want to be on or slightly behind that service line. Uh, and you also want to help your partner call the serve long. Um, recently, I've been coaching a high school team, and uh, this is something I've had to teach them. A lot of them are playing a lot of serves that are long, um, you know, six inches, eight inches long, because the returner isn't able to see it from their position, and the returner's partner isn't helping them out. So you want to be able to call that serve long as well. Uh, once you do get a second serve, so they miss the first serve, it's okay to move forward. Um, I still like to start within a step or so of the uh, service line um, and then move forward aggressively uh, once that ball is past the opposing net player. But um, a lot of players like to step in even more. And again, this is going to depend on the aggressiveness of the opposing net player. If you're very comfortable with your partner's ability to get it past them, then go ahead and step forward. That way you're in a position to be really aggressive on the server's serve plus one shot. Um, when you are playing two back, uh, the server's partner should be on or probably a little bit inside the baseline. So um, you'll see the pros use this formation a lot and um, the best place to be is, is probably a step or two inside the baseline. That way you can uh, move forward if the server's partner does hit a volley for their serve plus one shot and it lands short. You want to be able to get up to that ball um, as easily as possible. So a step or two inside the baseline and then slightly closer to the middle than you are to the doubles alley because what's going to happen a lot of the time, especially if there's a down the line return, is that first volley is going to come short and through the middle of the court. So you want to be able to get up to that ball quickly. Um, if uh, Next, we'll talk about the returner. Um, so the returner uh, needs to be adjusting their position based on mostly the pace of the serve. So uh, against a big serve, against first serves, you might start a little further back. Uh, if you're into the wind and the server has the wind behind them, you might start a little further back. Uh, and then against second serves, if it's a weak serve um, or you just like to take a kick serve on the rise, for example, um, you want to step forward more and you can step inside the baseline. Um, position is really, really important for the returner because if you're able to adjust your position forward as much as possible while still making the return, it creates a much more difficult serve plus one shot for the opponents and you're um, much more likely to break um, and get that ball past the opposing net player. So um, that's how you want to think about adjusting your position as the returner. Uh, the last thing I'll say is um, just focus on the server's favorite serves. Adjust your position to your left and right if you're beaten by a particular serve several times. So I see this a lot in the deuce court. Um, a right-handed server will have a really good wide serve. Um, it's that you know natural slice serve out wide. 
Um, and it can happen in the ad court for lefties as well. But I'll see returners never adjust their position and never step out into the doubles alley um, to show the server, hey, I'm going to take this away from you. You're going to have to beat me down the tee. Um, so definitely adjust your position left and right uh, if you're continually beat by um, either a tee or a wide serve as well. Uh, so next we'll talk about rallying before diving into position uh, at the net. So when you're during, uh, when you're in a rally, you want to adjust your position based on the opponent's tendencies and the type of shot you want. So if you're like me, then you don't want to be hitting backhand ground strokes. So in the deuce court, what I'll do is stay um, in between the center uh, service mark and the singles line, and then I can run out to the doubles alley if I need to for a forehand. Um, but that way, if they hit it a little bit closer to the middle, I can still kind of shift to my left and uh, avoid hitting that backhand ground stroke. Uh, from the ad court, I like to play from um, on or around the singles line. So this allows me to hit run around forehands from the ad court. Uh, and if they do hit it further towards the middle, I can shift to my right um, and still cover that with my forehand. But this helps me avoid hitting backhand ground strokes. So I want you to think about that. Um, if you like your backhand better or your forehand better, how can you adjust your position laterally uh, so that you can hit more of the shots that you want? Um, another situation that you'll run into some is uh, when the opponents have a volley, maybe both of them are up at the net uh, and your partner is hitting a ground stroke. So in this scenario, your position should be inside the baseline. So this is very similar to the two back formation uh, while returning. Most of the time, especially if your partner um, you know, is setting up for a good, uh, like a neutral or offensive uh, shot, then the opponents are going to leave their volley a little bit short, um, and you don't want to get beat by that. So step um, one or two steps inside the baseline so that you're ready for that short ball, um, and you can get up to it a little bit quicker and easier. Uh, you can also adjust your position during a rally uh, based on your partner. So if you have a little bit weaker partner, uh, let's say you put them on the do side uh, and you play the add side, you can cover all those middle balls with your forehand, assuming you're right-handed. Um, you can flip this if you're left-handed and do the opposite. Um, but regardless, uh, in that situation, you know, if I was playing with a weaker partner, instead of playing uh, from the add side closer to the singles line, um, like I talked about earlier, I would shift a little bit more towards the middle of the court, uh, which would expose my backhand, but um, we have to kind of weigh that against uh, my opponent's uh, backhand, which is in the middle of the court as well. So um, you'll want to adjust based on your partner and kind of what works for you and your partner as well. Uh, once you're at the net um, during the rally, there's a lot of movement involved. So go back and listen to the movement episode because um, the ball obviously is moving back and forth and you need to be moving back and forth and laterally uh, during the rally. And I talk about in that episode um, how to do that. But in general, you want to stay um, during a cross court rally in the middle of the service box. If you're on offense, uh, you can adjust your position a little bit more to the middle. If you're on defense, you can adjust your position a little bit more to um, the outside to force that opponent cross court. Um, and one important 
uh, question that a lot of people ask is, my partner and I keep getting to the net, but we keep getting lobbed. So this is a really important positioning kind of formation that Gigi Fernandez talked about on that podcast episode. Um, But what you want to do is have the person who's closer to the ball, closer to the net. So if the, um, the opponent is hitting a ground stroke from the deuce court and I'm in the ad court, I'm down the line from them. I'm going to be closer to the net and my partner is going to be staggered back behind me. And I'm going to have uh, first access to that forehand volley in the middle. If the opponent lobs down the line, it's a little bit more difficult lob. Um, and my partner can cross behind me to cover it. Uh, if they lob cross court, it's an easier lob. But since my partner is shifted further back, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get it over the, their head. So they'll be in position for that overhead uh, for the most part there as well. Um, so that position is really, really important once you do get both players uh, up to the net. So hopefully I answered all your questions here on positioning. Um, One last thing I forgot to mention um, on the serving uh, formation from the ad side. If you're like me, again, you like to avoid hitting backhands. So a lot of times I will shift um, or serve from a little bit closer to the doubles alley. Uh, So that way my serve plus one shot uh, can be a runaround forehand rather than exposing my backhand. So very similar to the rally uh, positioning strategy there. So um, again, hopefully this helped you out. Uh, Next week, we will be talking about pace. And that's a really important one because I know way too many of you are uh, too focused on pace as a strategy in doubles. And uh, it's probably my least favorite, um, but it's one of the most important because so many players try to hit with too much pace and they miss. Um, so we're going to talk about when to use pace, when not to use pace, um, when to throw in some off pace change ups, um, all that sort of stuff next week. So keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for the net play strategy ebook uh, coming in the next week. And um, we'll have more uh, throughout the rest of the month. So thanks for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me directly, will at thetennistribe.com.